Hey, g'day. It's Adam Harrison from the Handcrafted Guitar Builder. And um, I'm in my shop. I'm here with Prince. And uh, I've come to the realisation over the last, I suppose, couple of days that I've probably come across as a bit of a snob. And I don't particularly mean to be. Um, I'll tell you why. A couple of reasons. The, well, the only real reason, I must say, is tools. Um, a, couple of, a couple of podcasts that I've made about particular types of tools and quality tools, I'll, I'll definitely stand by. Um, there's a couple of things that I've purchased for my business, um, which have definitely improved um, the product and have improved the amount of time that I've, uh, that I've had to actually spend doing a particular job. Um, it's allowed me to speed up some, side, some, some areas of production, especially fret work, but more importantly than speeding things up, um, I think it's leaving me with a, with a cleaner product. Now, that's as far as using a quality, couple of quality um, units that I've actually purchased. Um, I've made no, um, I made no secret of the fact that I've really been a big fan of Crimson Guitars in the UK and I've ordered a few things from them. You can hear me cluttering around with them at the moment. First thing that um, I've found has been brilliant, again, has been the, the hammer, um, the, the fretting hammer. You can hear that shot in there. And it just, it's a dead blow hammer, basically, and it just, it just makes for such an incredibly um, precise hit with the hammer. Um, the other hammers that I've got, but I've still got, and I still use them for, for other particular jobs. One's the rubber mallet that I was using originally for hammering frets. Um, then the little, the little antique steel hammer that I had, the, old, the almost like a bullet head hammer, um, which I was using for quite a while, which, yeah, I'll, in a pinch, if something happened to this one, if I lost... I'd probably be quite happy going back to this, but the difference between the, 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 the three hammers, and I can say this now after you know a few months of actually using the one from Crimson Guitars, um, the thing that I've really um, enjoyed about the, the, the Crimson Guitars hammer is the fact that it's a dead blow hammer. It's, it's, when you hit the fret, it doesn't bounce. The hammer doesn't bounce, whereas the other hammers tend to bounce. Um, making things... Difficult. Um, yeah, making things a little difficult. Other things that I've purchased have been the... How many centimetres is this? I've got a 15 centimetre roof. No, not a 15 centimetre roof. I've got a 15 centimetre um, file, fret file, uh, which I use especially on cigar box guitars when i'm building fretted cigar box guitars i, I especially use this uh on the frets on the top of the frets to level um it's a little short maybe to be 
used precisely as uh, a six-string electric guitar um, fret leveler. But it does work. I mean, I, I've been able to do spot frets, um, files, uh, just spot filing and things like that. So it's been really, really good. And, and the file on it's brilliant. It's, it's really, 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 really good. Um, it's a great file. Very good. The other one that I've got is the chamfer file. I think it's a chamfer file. or It's the file that you use to put the 33 or 40 degree angle on the frets. I did buy that. Um, I've used it a few times. I find it... Um, I've used it on uh, six-string electrics and I've used it with uh, that have a radius and I've used it on... Um, Cigar box guitars when I when I radius those. Um, in all honesty, it's um, it was probably uh, a little bit of a luxury. It's it is a file I can do without, or I could do without. Uh, if I had to get rid of one of the files, this would be the one that I'd probably get rid of. Uh, it is beautifully made, very beautifully made. I I, I will say, um, but it's it's not entirely necessary. Um, I, uh, I would be quite happy, if I didn't have this, I could, could be quite happy using the, the 15 centimetre fret file um, and just use it on an angle, or even go back to what I was using before, which was uh, just a very simple steel file that didn't have a handle on it. Um, uh, I, I would be quite happy using that. It's not super necessary. Um, anyway, that's that. Um, the other thing which I did get was a fret end file and a crowning file, one of the three-sided files. Um, that has been excellent, I will say. That has been absolutely excellent. Um, it's uh, very precise. Um, I've got a good... I've got a very good... Um, getting a very good technique with it um, where I'm able to round, really round those frets uh, at the ends and because I'm using it on the fret ends as well, I've got the I've got the I've got the Stuart McDonald medium uh, narrow to medium fret crowner, uh, the one that's kind of got that square shaped handle, rectangular kind of handle, and it's got the um, the semicircular indents on on either side of that. Uh, this one's for medium and for narrow frets, and that's actually been quite good as well. So I tend to bounce between them depending on. I suppose, depending on how I feel. Um, I've just... Fret and nippers. Um, I've just got... I've got these off eBay, uh, and these are, these are fret... It does say, end nip trimmers. Pro Carpenter end nip trimmers. And it's a, by a brand called Fast, Fast Co. And it's called end nip trimmers. I don't think these were designed specifically for frets, but... It because um, it doesn't say it, but they're excellent, and I've had these. I've had them for well over a year, and they're still cutting beautifully. They're still cut. They're still sharp. They're they're great. Um, as far as fretting is concerned, the other thing that I have got, which I bought maybe about two years ago, which I've spoken about before, was the fret saw, and that's a Sheffield fret saw with the uh, with the guard. Um, that way, I, I get a uniform cut. On all my uh, on all my uh, fret channels, so those are the, some of the fretting tools which I've got. Some of the tools which um, 
I've bought as well were a 10 inch radius block and a 12 inch radius block. Um, both of which I'm using for the 12 inch specifically for my range of Noizu guitars and um, the other new guitars that I'm building for Retro Electric and the 10 inch which I'm using for Cigarbox guitars specifically, the Lightning Boy guitars, uh, the premium ones. Um, I'm finding I'm really enjoying putting a, a actually having a radius on those, they're very comfortable. So um, that's the blocks but again they weren't expensive they were off the internet um off ebay basically for about nine or ten dollars each and they've been excellent they've been really really great um why then do you ask do i feel that i've been a little bit of a snob well i haven't mean meant to be and i don't consider myself a snob but i did go and get i did make a point on the luthierus podcast facebook group and i kind of something came up on one of my facebook feeds which was a um it was an aluminium t-bar i want to say like a t-bar an aluminium t-bar which was designed basically to be a fret um beam fret leveling beam and i looked at it initially and i just went oh what a piece of crap and, oh you know i put the put a point up on the luthierist uh group oh can it, can you believe anyone's using this so da 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 da, da. and i had a, a back and forward with i think um uh, kevin equitz uh off the podcast and a couple of other people and um the more i was the more i was talking about it i mean there were some points that i thought were not great about it. It was probably a bit wide, um, making it difficult. I generally wouldn't use, even with cigar box guitars, I, I generally like being using a thinner um, fret levelling beam or the file that I've got because I can see what I'm doing. But in all honesty, um, when, I, when I think about it, although it's flat, you probably still use it. So I think I was be maybe being a bit of a dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> just to put it bluntly. Um, I think maybe, especially over the last few weeks where I've really had to knuckle down and concentrate on this business um, as, you know, it's moving forward. I'm trying to push this as, as the job that I've got, I suppose, because my, my teaching is... I've minimised my teaching at the moment and... So this is basically the job. This is this is what's you know bringing in bringing in the money uh, for the household. You know I've got to be a little bit frugal, I suppose. You know, and it's not a case of cutting corners, but it really made me rethink what I what I had been saying. Um, there are going to be some tools which I definitely think are a necessity, um, but. You know, when you go on YouTube and you see these, this old guy building guitars in Mexico or in Central America with a, with a machete, I'm not kidding. Go, if you haven't seen it, go and check, check it out. It's some, some bloke in like Central America building beautiful instruments, stringed instruments with, um, with a machete and just obviously whatever tools he's got. It really made me think about the essence of what this show's about. And this show's always been about, you know, it started with cigar box guitars, 
but when I walk around my little shop here, it, it's full of it's full of inexpensive tools. There's nothing barring a couple of those boutique tools that I've ordered, which realistically I probably could have gotten away with not having, and they're a bit of a luxury. Um, you know, um, what tools, you know, what tools can, do you have in your shop, which you're repurposing for other, for other things, you know, this isn't just a cigar box guitar podcast, that's why we've had the name changed to the handcrafted guitar builder from the cigar box guitar builder podcast, as we've said before, but, um, I think one of the ess- the essence of the show of, of the show as well has always been, uh, as I said, to um, you know to, to, to get by with what you've got. Um, you know, build a neck. What you know, if you don't have, if you want to build a cigar box guitar, build it out of whatever you can get your hands on. Um, you know, whether it's a, 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 a I don't know, a hockey stick or a or a fence post, or some pine you had hanging around, or just whatever. Uh, if you're building electric guitars, you've got to be a little bit more, because of the, you know, if you're building six strings, you've got to be obviously be a bit more careful with the type of timbers that you're using. You know, but there's no reason that you, you know, build something with whatever you've got. I don't know. I think I was being a little bit precious, maybe. Um, a little bit. So, for that... Uh, I apologise slightly. <laughs> Case in point, I went very recently um, onto Facebook and on one of the groups, on one of the Scarborough's guitar building groups, Mark Wilmot from MRWS, um, he was building um, a guitar. I can't quite remember now whether it was a cigar guitar or whether it was one of the beautiful four-string guitars that he builds. I think it might have been one of the four-string, the little four-string or three-string solid bodies that he builds. Go and check him out if you get a chance. Uh, Mark Wilmot, M-A-A-K. Wilmot, go and check him out. There's some good stuff there. Um, one of the things he had was a... Um, a neck vice... And I said, oh, can't believe you got a neck vice, da 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 And he said, well, yeah. He said, I got it from... He got it from... Um, not Stu Mac. Oh, uh, first thing I want to say is... I'm not endorsed by anybody. I'm not endorsed by Stu Mac. I'm not endorsed by MRWS. I'm not endorsed by anybody. Any of these companies I'm talking about. I'm not endorsed by uh, Crimson Guitars. Um, I pay for everything I use. That's just a that's just a little um, disclaimer, okay? So I have no affiliation with any of these companies I'm talking about. Um, having said that, I'm a big fan of all of those companies. Um, I'm a very big fan of um, Stuart, Stuart McDonald. But being that I live in Australia and Australian dollars crap. I find it very difficult to buy tools uh, or things from Stuart McDonald, uh, especially things that weigh a lot. Now, 
the dead weight of this item is 13.80 kilograms. Okay, so that's the first thing. Um, it's by a brand called Carbotec. Now, again, I'm not affiliated with them. I'm just basically, I'm just opening, opening up the box now. And um, I'll probably do a, a DVD of this, uh, not DVD, I'll probably do a video of this as well with me actually opening up the box and checking things out. But being that um, I wanted to do the podcast first, um, I'll always focus on the podcast more than I will the um, YouTube at this point in time. So, wow. That is heavy. Oy. That is very heavy. Oh. So, I'm going to do a review. I'll do a video review of, of, of this. Um, I don't own the Stuart McDonald version of this. I don't know if it's built by the same people who build the one for Stuart McDonald. Um, so I really don't know. This is just this is just very new, and I'm quite excited about it because for me it's it's a, it, again it's a step in the right direction. It's it's using the right tool for the right job. Um, I bought this for about one hundred dollars Australian. Um, now. For me to get it from Stu Mac um, to convert from Aussie dollar to American dollar for a start would be generally at the moment nightmarish because we're sitting at around about 75 cents to the dollar. So that's making things difficult. Oi, Jesus. Um, that's making things quite difficult. So this is very much uh, a case of I suppose suck it and see <laughs> we'll see you know we'll see how um, we'll see how it all works see how it all is I don't have any any reference I don't have any frame of reference for this really apart from just it being here you know and it's made I mean it's very freaking solid. It's as heavy as hell. It's cast iron. Um, it's very simple. It just comes in three. There's three parts to it. Um, I'm curious about the, the pads on the. There's timber blocks, so it's specifically designed, you know, to obviously to protect protect timber. I'm curious about whether or not the pads will, um, whether or not the pads will actually affect. nitrocellulose um, or lacquers, any of the older, those older lacquers. Um, so I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite curious about whether or not that's actually going to, um, to affect the timber. So I'm not too sure whether it will or whether it won't. Um, I notice that when I look around and I see people doing it sometimes that they're using Padding, especially yeah, I noticed that the when I watch the Crimson Guitars, 
he's got something similar to on the end of his bench, but it's not bench, but not something specifically like this. So I don't know whether maybe it's leather over it or something like that. So I don't know if, um, not that I, I mean, I don't build anything that uses a nitrocellulose myself. Um, however, having said that, um, I don't know whether some of the older guitars that I that I repair under retroelectric guitars, the old Tesco's and the old Kawai's and uh, some of the old vintage guitars that I tend to get my hands on, whether or not they use nitrocellulose. It kind of comes from that era. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. Um, so I'm curious about whether or not that will affect the finish. Um, if it's in there for a long period of time from working on a neck. Um, usually with something like this, when I'm when I'm working on a on a neck, well, firstly, with a, if it's a cigar box guitar neck, in, in all honesty, I generally do them on the table router. Um, they generally don't get; they're not done by hand. Not always. Um, but obviously, if I'm working or building building a uh, a six string electric guitar. Um, I'm going to use, I will generally use a, um, wow, it's a big bolt. I will generally use um, files and or spoke shave to, if I'm, if I'm doing a six string guitar neck, I'll, I'll usually do use those tools and do it in a more traditional sense. The other reason, obviously, is as, as well, if any, as you know, I've got a bit of a dicky shoulder, a bit of a bad shoulder. Um, so anyway, so I was able to get this for about $180 with free delivery uh, from Brisbane. Uh, so it's an Aussie company, I think, Carbotec. And um, it's made in Taiwan. So I don't know whether that's different to the one that, that, that Stu Mac have. Um, I'm curious as to, it rolls beautifully, I've got to say that, um, so I'm, I'm curious as to where, where on the bench, on this particular bench I'm going to, I'm going to put it, um, oh, it'll actually, it actually sits on this, so. pivot on that. I don't know. Yeah, it'll pivot on that. So it's, I'm curious as to if this will go under. There's only four pieces to it, basically. So, all right. Well, look, we'll see how we go. But I suppose the, the, the message that I've got on the podcast for today, it's only a, it's a fairly quick one um, for this week. But I suppose it's... Yeah, you know, going around my shop, I'm looking at what I have, and and there there are a couple of things that you know that I have had to save up for, and a couple of good things like you know a good oscillating spindle sander, um, getting a better quality uh, Ryobi bandsaw. When I say better quality, it's only the three hundred dollar one, so it's nothing crash hot. It's only you know it's 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 the one uh, band size fifteen seventy two by six point three five millimeter. Um, it's got a eight mil, uh, sorry eighty millimeter um, 
depth, cutting depth, and the cutting width is only 230 millimeters. So it's not a big one, but it's it's solid and it's decent and it works. It's it, and it makes life easier. Um, drills and things like that. I've got a couple of little hand drills that I use constantly. Um, uh, one of them's an Azito, another one's one from Aldi. Um, I've got an Azito 14.4 volt NiCad drill. Um, you know, which none of these are super expensive. I do have a Ryobi sanding station, one of the um, the belt belt disc sander. That's me kicking guitars. Got to set up for market for set up for the Katoomba Ukulele Festival tomorrow, which is going to be fun. Um, things like oils, I suppose. Getting away from tools a little bit. Um, I've got. I suppose just getting back to tools for two seconds. Sorry. You know, I've got a um, a big W which is a big supermarket chain here in Australia, um, like kind of like Kmart or that type of thing. Um, uh, hand drill, which I think cost me $50. It came with a, um, it came with a, um, a, a, a saw. Um, jigsaw that I've got, but they're, they're all cheap. I mean, they're all cheap. A lot of these things are very cheap, but some of the parts that I've gone for now... Um, are getting to be a little bit better quality and I find that they do work. However, having said that, they're not ultimately, if you're building one guitar at a time, you know, stick with your budget stuff, you know, until until you um until you need something more expensive. So sorry if I came across as, as a little bit of a um a prig, I suppose. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Um but as you, uh, as you progress and as you get better at what you're doing and, and as you can afford it, I suppose, if that's the case, like me, um, yeah, it doesn't hurt to, to upgrade and get some better quality tools and things like that. Um, but I think more importantly, organising your space, and that's something I need to do in the next week or so uh, because I'm finding that my space is not very well organised. Um, I'm kind of running with three different types of businesses at the moment myself I've got the cigar box guitar building business I've got the electric guitar business the six string electric guitar business that I'm also um, promoting and now I'm also building guitar effect pedals so I don't get any extra hours during the day so I'm just I'm hoping that if I can set my shop up a little bit better than it is at the moment because it's a freaking disaster zone right now um, I'm really hoping that I can be a little more efficient I think that some of the better quality tools do help me be a little bit more efficient, as I said. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, so anyway, so as I said, it's a little short one. Um, just saying, give, give everything a bit of a go. Um, see if it works for you. Don't let, don't let anything hold you back from, from building what you love building. Um, send, us some, send us some messages. If, if you can, uh, feel free to, to obviously do so on the group because we've got the, um, the Handcrafted Guitar Builder podcast group, uh, which is a great group of people, um, some really very cool regulars on there. Um, give it a shot. Um, pop on there. If you've got any questions, don't hesitate to put some questions down there. Some really cool people who uh, would be very happy to help out. Um, but let us know, you know, maybe send some messages uh, or some photos of your shop be awesome to see some photos of your shops. Um, you know, whether it's a bench outside or, 
you know, whether you're doing it on the kitchen table or, <laughs> you know, or whether you've got a part of your garage all set up or a hole under the house like I do. Um, you know, it would be awesome to kind of uh, show people what you have and what you're doing. Uh, so anyway, it's, uh, this is Adam from the Handcrafted Guitar Builder saying catch you later. Um, we will have some more interviews coming up very shortly. Uh, apologies to some of the people who I am chatting to. I was meant to try and get, get an interview last week, unfortunately, but things kind of fell apart a little bit because of my scheduling. Uh, and this weekend is going to be just as nuts because of the ukulele for the Katoomba Ukulele Festival. Um, so, anyway, happy building, happy playing, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the uh, Handcrafted Guitar Builder. See ya. Bye.